Welcome back to another episode. It's me, Ali Mikofsky, your host, your friend, your ex. Um, before we get started, I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be doing comedy. I'm going to be telling jokes. We're going to have a good time. If you live in Sacramento, come see me March 17th through the 19th at the Punchline. If you're in Philadelphia, come see me at the Punchline March 24th through the 26th. Uh, if you're in Brea or any nearby city, Please come out and support me. It's one night only. It's somewhat local. You know, it's not that far from L.A. And those shows are, they feel very important because it's like, yeah, you could see me at a little rooftop bar show. You could see me at a local comedy club. But are you going to come out and see me at the Brea Improv on April 7th? Also, that's one of those comedy. Let me just get through these. But also, that's one of those comedy clubs that's like 400 seats. It's not even a club at that point. That's that's a theater. That's a small theater disguised as a comedy club. That's so many. I mean, I'm not going to sell that out yet. But more, more, more. Get get those tickets, baby. AliMikofsky.com slash shows. Come out and see me at the Brea Improv, please, if you're in any surrounding cities. Um, then I will be at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas, April 21st through the 24th. That'll be so fun. The lineup is insane. There's so many great comics. Um, I'll be in San Antonio, Texas, April 26th at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. (laughs) April 27th at the Houston Improv, April 28th at the Addison Improv, and June 23rd and 24th, I'll be in San Diego at Mic Drop comedy one of the newest hottest sexiest clubs in san diego that one's so far away june 23rd and 24th it feels so silly promoting that now but get on top of it make sure you block out that you know those two nights and and put in the calendar now and be there san diego one of my least favorite cities in the world only because i went to a very bad college in north county san diego And I had such a bad experience that now San Diego is tainted for me forever. I love doing—that's not true. I was going to say I love doing shows out there. To be honest, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, and I know it's bad as a comedian. You're not supposed to say you don't like anywhere because, you know, you want to sell tickets. You want people in that area to like you. Um. Maybe I just need more time with it. Maybe I need a better, like, you know, maybe I need a tour guide. I need a better experience in San Diego. I'm sure if I was staying in, like, fucking La Jolla and someone had a boat and I just had, you know, a bougie-ass time, yeah, I would love San Diego. So if you have a boat and you live in La Jolla, please feel free to DM me. Show me a good time. Um, You know, uh... I have a boyfriend, but a boat's a boat, and... Yeah, national waters doesn't count. Yeah, national, yeah, take me out far enough into the ocean, and, you know, that's our little secret. Um, But please bring me back to land. I do not want to be murdered in the open sea. Uh, Oh, you know what? Something interesting that I want to talk about later that I'm going to need your help with. I need you to pull up, like, uh, cruise ship disappearances. Those stories are so wild to me. Um, But, yeah, so personally, not a huge fan of San Diego. I think what also plays into that is, like, I have done shows in San Diego that I've enjoyed, but I think the hard part is that San Diego is, you know, on a good day, two hours away from Los Angeles, on a bad day with lots of traffic. It can take, like, up to four hours to get there, and... You know, you're not going to, I mean, I guess I could fly, but that just seems so insane to fly. But I think the problem that I have with San Diego is that, um, is that, you know, you have a show at say 7 PM. And so you either have to drive down a day early and just kind of kill time in San Diego. And also it's like, you know, the clubs in San Diego are typically in like the gas lamp district. I think gaslight, <laughs> They should rename it to Gaslight because of all the bros who live over there. Oh, good one, Allie. But it's the Gas Lamp District. But um, that's like the downtown Main Street type of energy. And it's just a bunch of, you know, 
It's just a bunch of fratty white bros in their board shorts or their khaki shorts on bird scooters and rainbow sandals getting lit the entire day and then showing up to the shows drunk, whatever. But, you know, you either drive down a day early and you like chill in San Diego. Also, I guess I also just don't really know what to do in San Diego to enjoy myself So if I go a day early, I'm kind of just like, oh, now I'm just kind of like stuck here. I'm so close to home, but whatever. Or you drive down day of, you know, you leave in the morning, but then you're just tired. Like you're kind of wiped out from driving. So then when I get to the shows, I'm just kind of like exhausted. But I have a cousin who I think, I think he lives near La Jolla. So maybe for the shows that I'm doing out there in June, maybe I'll drive in a day early and I'll have a little bougie boat experience, and then the next day I'll feel good, I'll be happy. Either way, last time I did that show in San Diego at the uh, at American Comedy Co., that show freaking sold out. And I was, like, convinced that that was none of my doing. I asked the guy who booked me on the show, I was like, did you, like, promote this really heavily? Or, like, you know, did you give out a bunch of free tickets or something? And he was like, no, like, I, I honestly did, like, hardly any promotion for this show. So I'm like, this must be some sort of, like, fluke or mix-up. And so when I performed, I, like, went on stage and I was like, just, you know, out of curiosity, it's not going to hurt my feelings. But, like, who here came specifically to see me? And pretty much, like, everyone cheered. So that was really cool. And honestly, I've been putting off—I've gotten some—I've had some people hit me up about doing their shows in San Diego— And I've kind of just uh, not done it because I want to save it up for these shows. You know, I don't want to do a show at a bar or like a small club or something and then like sell that out. And then people don't want to see me in June. So I'm not going to be I don't think I'll be performing in San Diego until those two shows, June 23rd and 24th. So get a ticket now. I'm hoping it sells out. That would be so cool. Um... But yeah, San Diego just, it just, uh, just something about it seems like everyone's just like having too much fun. There's too much fun going on over there. Everyone's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But also I'm not, I don't like San Diego. I need more time with it, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of what my favorite place is, my favorite city to go to. I went to Portland. I've been to Portland a few times, and that one was honestly kind of, uh, I like it, but it's underwhelming. I think people, people, I think because when I told people maybe the first or second time I was going to Portland, everyone's like, oh my God, you're going to love it. But also people assume I'm like some vegan, uh, you know, like tattooed barber. Like, you know, those girls who are like barbers. Do you know what I'm talking about? The type of girl who's a barber? Who's like vegan. Yeah, like a shaved undercut and like tattoos all over my arms. Like I'm just slowly working on my sleeve. Like people think that I'm that type of person. Everyone asks, if I go out to dinner with someone, they'll be like, are you like vegan or anything? But not in a normal, it's like people assume I'm vegan And so I think a lot of people thought that I would love Portland for that reason. And it just, I liked it, um, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't my, where else have I been that uh, has surprised me? Oh, um, Vermont was very interesting to see. I liked it. It had very like hippie, like, just it was just like it felt like I was in the Get Out movie, like everyone, like everyone's. I don't know. That one was an interesting one. I don't know if I like loved it, but I would definitely. I would. I feel like that would be a fun place to go on, like you know, a little getaway with my boyfriend or something. Um, because they have like good food and it's just very chill. I feel like there's a lot of. It's like the type of place you'd go if you like just sitting in a park with a little blanket and having a picnic. That's the vibe that Vermont is giving me. Where else have I been that I really like? Chicago was beautiful. Chicago was so cool. Washington, D.C. was also really cool, um, but only in like small little pockets. Like I think DuPont Circle is the place. 
that was really cool. Just architecturally, the houses were so cute. Is this boring? Um, I, I still, I've said this so many times on the pod. I still have never been to like Kentucky or Alabama. Oh, this was, okay, this is the last thing because I can't imagine that this is interesting to anyone. But the place that really surprised me was uh, Kansas City. I don't know if it was Kansas or Missouri. I think it was Kansas City, Missouri. Do you know that there's Kansas City, Kansas? Yeah, it's Camo and Keiko. I think you just made that up. Camo is real. Okay, but I don't think whatever the second one was is accurate. But I really like, I think it was Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. It was so cool. There was like a little hip area. I was getting coffee and like, uh, yeah. So those are, those are Allie's top whatever list of cities she likes. But I guess for comedy, that a place that's not New York or LA that I love for comedy. Texas, Austin. I feel like I get a good... What's another, what's another place that I really love doing comedy in? New York. Arizona. I love Arizona. And also, you weren't even listening. I said that's not LA or New York. You don't even listen to me. I meant like upstate. No, you didn't. That's not what you meant. I've been to upstate once and I didn't even, I, I barely did. I was on tour with St. Vincent. And I snuck away to a comedy show and did a guest spot and I got in trouble for it. Did I talk about that? I probably did. Because it was the very beginning of tour and, you know, obviously everyone was like COVID cautious and um, we were trying not to get COVID. But the bus, the tour bus was parked in a parking lot that was that was uh, right next to a comedy club. So I looked up who was performing and it was my buddy Matt. And, you know, I'm wearing a mask the whole time. I'm sitting away from the audience and I did a little guest set. Um but then I posted about it on my Instagram and the people who were on tour saw it and I had a stern talking to about COVID safety and I don't think I performed on that tour again. I think I did something else on the tour though that was kind of sketchy and I didn't post about it. What did I do? Oh, I went. Oh, I don't know. I feel bad talking about it. Do you think? Hmm. No, I won't say it. No, I guess I will. I did. I went to a. Um, I went to a Kesha concert because she was performing in the same city as we were. Oh, and she had a and, applause track. And she had a what? Applause track. No, her opener. I think had an applause track. Yeah, her opener. Who is, I think Betty Who is the opener's name, <laughs> which is so funny. Don't put Who in your name if you want to be an artist. There's too many easy jokes you can make about that. Literally like Betty Who. Who? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the opener had kind of a applause track after her songs because there were people there to see her like, but the, the it wasn't filled out yet because, you know, when you go to a concert or something, the opening act, like people are still walking in. It's not full. But for whatever reason, it sounded like it was a huge stadium full of people cheering for her. And I'm like, I think this is like, I think this is added into, you know, the audio to get people more fired up. I don't know. If I could do that with comedy, I would. If I could get a laugh track just to get people going, you know, get them more juiced. But... Yeah, I did do that. And like, you know, obviously I knew th that I didn't want to risk anyone getting sick or anything. So it was like, I stood in the very back, wore my mask the whole time, did all that stuff. But, and no one got, no one got sick on tour. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't harm anything, but that would have been so shitty if I did go to a Kesha concert and then, you know, someone got sick and I'm like, I'm sorry. But her love is my drug. I had to go. Kesha puts on a great show. Oh, and there's so many songs that you're like, I know this song. I know this song as soon as she goes. And it was so inspirational. She was like, if you're a fucking weirdo, like be a weirdo. This is the place to do it. Be free. No one's judging you. And I like got emotional. I was like, I wish my comedy could feel like that. Because you can't do that with stand up. You're like, 
I'm gonna talk my I'm gonna talk about my butthole for the next 45 minutes, but I just want you to know you can laugh at whatever. No one's judging you. Be a damn freak. It was like inspiring. I could do that, but it's not the right vibe. It's not the same energy. Because you love, you love, you love. She did like a hyper fast version of that song and I was kind of actually pissed about it. It really took away the the depth and the weight of that song. I love Kesha. She's a damn, she is a freak. I copied one of her tattoos. I did. She has a dollar sign on her hand because she was like, I want to make money. And I put a dollar sign on my hand and I was freaking out about my finances this week. I thought that my I thought that my bank account got um, hacked or robbed or something. I checked my account on accident. It's something that I try not to do. And I checked it and it was the lowest amount of money. And I'm talking low, low. Like, like I feel like because it's so weird. Like, I feel like just because I do comedy and I sometimes open for these big comics or whatever and, you know, you have a podcast, like, people just assume that you have a bunch of money, right? Don't you think? Like, or, like, just even small, like, being verified on Instagram or, like, having a certain amount of followers, you just, like, you equate that with, like, oh, they probably are, like, doing well. But, no, it was, like... It was, like, a low amount of money that I hadn't seen since, like, before my chicken wings job, even. And I was like, oh, no. And, spoiler alert, my account did not get hacked. That was all me and my spending. But then I realized there was some money that I hadn't deposited. Um, so that, I was like, okay, we're, we're fine now. But so I'm still bawling. I'm still absolutely rolling in money. But it was such a crazy feeling. I started being like, do you think I could work at the Wings place again? I was like, I liked being a nanny. I could do that during the day. Um, it's kind of nice. I honestly, there's something freeing about not having money because it makes you way more creative on how to make money but at the same time like it's so much fun to have like spending money where you're like oh I can go to a nice dinner if I want to like I can treat myself to nice things but yeah part of me does like I do look fondly on my broke broke days especially when you're younger it's easier because like when I was when I started doing comedy I would just crash on people's couches and because I wasn't I didn't have money to pay rent or anything and it was just so nice. But, like, the older you get, the harder it is to, like, just get by with that. You, know, you start having back problems. You're like, I can't sleep on a futon anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was going to say, what did I do this week? Allie's weekly recap. I was in Arizona. I got back yesterday and it was a kind of a whirlwind day yesterday. I drove home from Arizona and, you know, it's a long drive. It's like six hours. But then especially when you're driving back to L.A. on a Sunday from Arizona, it'll tell you like, oh, your drive's going to be five hours and 50 minutes. But because throughout the day, you know, you're making a few stops, the closer you get to L.A., the more traffic there gets later in the day. So it just kept building and building. I left my sister's house in Arizona at like 11 a.m. And I got back home at almost 6. Mm-hmm. So that's seven hours on the road. And then as soon as we got home, I didn't unpack or anything. And I love, I don't always do it right away, but I love unpacking as soon as I get home because... Then you just, you just, you feel like you're home when I'm not, when I'm still packed and I haven't put things away and I'm home. I just, I get so irritable, not irritable. I get so, um, just like anxious. Like I don't feel, I don't feel settled. I gotta feel settled. Don't you think? That's like my thing. I'm so annoying about it too. I get obsessed. Yeah. I'm like, I just... Something, I think, you know, as a young, very young 26, um, having my own place now, I feel like an adult. 
And not really. I still feel like a kid, but that's like something that makes me feel like I have control and I'm an adult. All my things need to go back in the right place. Um, and I cleaned up before I came here. The place looks so nice. And it was a big deal because, okay, so, so I got home. Okay. I got home from Arizona at like 5.45, I think. And I was rushing. I think, um, I think I need to get my tires on my car, uh, rotated. What does that even mean? That like, cause in my head, when you say, oh, I have to get my tires on my car rotated. I'm like, they rotate every time I drive the car, but hold on. Cause I want to expand on this. Um, I, I imagine this is my first reaction to that. I imagine them lifting the car up. You know how they have those little hoisties. I got to see my guy at the gas station, the mechanic at the gas station, lift it up. He let me sit in the car while I was lifting up. So fun. So cool. So I imagine when you get your tires rotated, they lift the car up and then they rotate them because maybe when it's in the air and not on the ground rotate. I know, but that's my first reaction. I think I know what it is, though. But that's my first reaction. They spin them off the ground because, you know, that causes something else to happen. What I am pretty sure happens is that they switch. um, They either actually rotate all of the tires like clockwise or counterclockwise, or they just switch the back tires to the front tires. Um, you know what I mean? They just switch them because when you break, look at me. Okay. Sydney Sweeney, the hot girl with the big titties who plays Cassie in euphoria that every dude is so horny over and every girl. Um, she's like into cars, which only makes her more likable. It's like, Oh, oh, is her favorite food pizza? So annoying, but I love her. She's hot and I'm just hating. Um, she loves cars. So this is my little Sydney Sweeney moment. The reason why they have to rotate your tires, correct me if I'm wrong, my boyfriend who also doesn't really know that much about cars. You know enough about cars. You're no, you're no my mechanic at the mobile station. You're no Socko. Um... The reason why they have to rotate the cars, in my little opinion, is because when you brake, when you hit the brakes on your car, it mostly affects either the front or the back tires, right? When you hit brake, if you have um, if you have two-wheel drive or whatever, your brakes are being used mostly in the back of the car or the front of the car or something. I think, I think, you've I think it's the back. Four. It breaks on all four. It breaks on all four. Well, then why the hell do they need to be rotated if they're all getting hit the same? The positioning while driving. The positioning while driving. So, you get more wear. And the front. turn. Oh, yeah, because the tire. Well, but not all four turn unless it's four-wheel drive. So, the two front ones get the most wear. Oh, because they're turning. The front ones are turning. More weight. Yeah, there's more weight. So, you switch them. So, usually you You know what's so... You know what's bad? When you have, you know, a heavier friend or say like my dad or something, you feel the difference when he's sitting in the car. You're like, damn, this shit's driving different. Or like when you're packing for a road trip and you put a bunch of shit in the trunk and you're like, my car feels heavy to drive. So crazy. I don't feel any difference because I'm so small and skinny. I'm so tiny. I'm practically invisible. So yeah, that's my little car tip, but it's cool. The guy, the guy, my, you know, little mechanic spot, he lets me watch. He lets me, I'm kind of like a car cuck. I get to just watch him. I got to see them do the oil change. That looked fun. Um, cars are very fascinating. I don't have a huge desire to learn about them, you know, on my own, but anytime there's something with my car, I like to be, you know, kind of involved. I like to feel like I did. I put a little work into it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure my tires need to be rotated or something. It felt weird when I was driving it and I, I I probably the safe option would have been to stop, but Mama was in a rush. I was just praying, gripping the wheel nice and tight. Had the dog in the car. Um, and we made it. I made it home. 
5.45 and my friend uh, Mackey, he invited me and my boyfriend to a Kings hockey game at the new crypto.com arena. And so we left like 30 minutes later. We were in an Uber at 6.15. We went to the game. I haven't been to a hockey game since I was a wee, a wee little girl. And my mom would take me to, there was like, so there was some, there was some hockey uh, rink in like Long Beach. Maybe it was like college level or like, or like amateur adults somewhere in Long Beach, somewhere nearby. And it was so fun going to those games. So I hadn't been since I was, you know, young. And it was so fun. Um, it's not so much... It's not like a baseball game where everyone's hooping and hollering and dancing every moment. But they do allow you some time for fun and games during during the hockey match. But the Kings won, baby! And they... So, so they have three periods in hockey. Look at me, a little expert. There's three periods. Each period is 15 minutes long. But obviously with stopping and going, it, it's a little bit longer. The game started at like 7. And then around 9. So it was like two hours. Three periods, 15 minutes. It ended up being about an hour and a half, two well, hours. They do fun stuff in between. They do fun stuff in between. They do the cap shuffle. They had a gymnastics. They had, thing. yeah, they had a little dance troupe, a young dance jazz hip hop group perform. They were honestly so bad. They were bad. I'm sorry. I think they're they're on point dance. I think that's what the place was called. The dance place. It was called like on point, and it's spelled with an e at the end. On point. Um, they were a really bad dance troupe, but, you know, they were putting their backs into it. They were trying. And I'm, you know, I'm only saying that because when I was young, I was on, you know, my fair share of dance teams. I was on, you know, a little well-known, maybe not so well-known hip-hop troupe called Lil Effect because there was an adult troupe called Ill Effect. And we performed at the Hollywood Scientology Center. I don't know who set that up. I don't know who in the dance company, um you know, business was involved with Scientologists or if it was the only place open. Maybe they just wanted to recruit young dancers with, you know, talent and a future. But yeah, that was a big deal to me. So imagine, you know, me being in Lil Effect as a young bopper heading over to the Crypto.com arena. That would be so fun. Even if you did bad, you don't remember that. You're just like, that was so sick. And they get to perform on ice. You just put little mats out on ice. That's pretty crazy. So that was really fun. I didn't realize, though. So so the three periods are over. Um, and it goes into overtime. And, you know, we've been there for like two hours. And it's kind of exhausting being there. At least for me, I was, I was cheering. I was, you know, twerking. I was going crazy. So I'm kind of tired. And also, I just drove all day to get home. And now I'm already out at you know, a hockey game. So it goes into overtime and I turn to my boyfriend and I'm like, are we going to stay? Like as much fun as I was having, I was like, I can't wait to go home. He's like, yeah, we're staying. Thank God. Because the overtime with hockey quick, it's just one more 15 minutes, just one more 15. And then right after that, if it's still a tie, you just do a shootout. I wish all games were like that. Just wrap it up, wrap it up. We're over it. Just fight it out. We did see one fight. Some little gingerbread man from the Florida team had to go into a penalty box, which I thought was so funny. There's like a separate box across from where your team's box is on the ice, and he was just sitting there alone. The first thought that went through my brain, because he had to sit in there for a good chunk, like a whole the rest of the period. Two minutes. Uh, was it two minutes? Mm -hmm. No way. Well, it's two minutes of playtime. So during pauses uh, or anything else that doesn't... So he still is in there. Okay. He's still in there right now. <laughs> he hasn't re been removed from the Crypto.com arena? Well, to me, it seemed like a long time. My first thought was like, oh, and he doesn't even have his phone on that side. That's like my thought. Oh, I'm a professional hockey player at this, you know, big game. And I'm in a penalty box and I can't scroll my phone for a quick minute. Um... So that was fun. And then I like, I was so tired on the drive home and I finally got around to watching the first episode of, uh, Ru 
Worst roommate ever. I was going to say roost wormate. <laughs> that would have been funny. RuPaul's Drag Race. Roost roommate ever. I saw Worst Roommate Ever, first episode, Crazy Grandma. It was so good, and I started to fall asleep at the end. But now I'm excited to watch the rest of them. I want to see. I want to hear about the worst roommates. I want to see the worst roommates ever. The first one was fucked up. The one said the first one was the best. Yeah. But I still, like, even if it was, like, just, even if it was, like, I was living in Los Angeles, and I met my roommate on Craigslist, and it turned out he was switching all my cereal with, like, I would still enjoy that. Roommate stuff, especially if you've had roommates, especially in L.A., where all you can have is roommates, that's so fun to watch. But the first one, yeah, that shit rocked. I'm trying to think about my worst roommate stories. My last living... I mean, I so... Oh, oh, my dorm roommate. I think I might have told you about her. So when I when I was going to school in shit shit ass North County San Diego, which I kind of like because it's so different than actual downtown San Diego. There's like ranchers. There's like rancheros who live over there. There's like dirt roads and shit. It feels really weird. I just don't. Whatever. I don't need to get into it. Oh, there's a really good Mexican place. Uh, you know those places that are so good or that have so much nostalgia that you kind of want to go back just for one. Like I would like. If you weren't doing anything today, I would say let's go to San Diego and get a burrito. Like, that's how freaking wild I am. I love driving. I love driving. I found this neighborhood by where I live that's so nice. I had no idea that something so nice was so close to me. I've just been every every night when I go home after a show, I tell my boyfriend, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. But what I'm really doing, I've already been home. I've already driven by our by our apartment. I'm just cruising through the nice neighborhood. I love looking at homes. I love living in fantasy land. I love thinking about the future, fun things. I love, you know, exploring. I love, you know, creating this, you know, world for myself. And one day I'll live in that neighborhood. Mark my words, biatch. What was I talking about? San Diego, burritos... Oh, worst roommate ever. Pay attention, babe. So I had this roommate. We had to take, when I went to this college, we had to take like a personality test to assess what roommates we'd be with. And when everyone's moving in, I, you know, meet a few of the girls and I'm like, okay, I could see why we're, why we're paired up. And then there was one girl and she just stands out. She's like totally different because there were what, two, four, so there were six girls in my apartment because this was a newer campus. So it was four bedrooms. Two of the bedrooms were shared. Two of the bedrooms were singles. And I obviously had a shared because mama, mama's saving that money. And I was like, there was, there was one girl who stood out and I was like, I bet that she's going to be my roommate. And she was. And she was so odd. She was just, it, it was like, it's not even like making fun of her. It was like this something inside me was like, oh, something is very wrong. Like I felt bad. She was like super religious, but in like her own way of like um, almost like making these weird rituals for herself. It was like, you know, if I'm going to put on my little doctor hat and my stethoscope, it was some sort of like anxiety and OCD and probably PTSD. If I'm just throwing out some acronyms, um, because she would just, she, she would go to this church, this like Christian church, but when she would pray, she would do it like, like Muslim style on her knees, bowing down, facing a certain way. She would highlight everything in the Bible Every word, every line, um, you know, if I, my, I was really close with my other roommate, um, and so me and my other roommate, we would, like, hang out in my room, we'd, like, you know, hang out in my bed, nothing nasty, we would just, you know, girls in college, having pillow fights, all that, so we'd be, like, cuddling, oh, I just spit so hardcore, and me and my roommate, we'd be, like, cuddling, and my other roommate would walk into the room, and she'd, like, throw pillows at us. She's like, what are you guys doing? She would leave me pamphlets for her church um, on my desk the next morning after a night of raging. 
Um, but you know, I loved her. I gave her a ride home once and we just, there wasn't really much to talk about. She was always judging or being condescending about certain things, but like in this polite way of like, that's, that's really bad. I'm just really worried about you. And I'm like, bitch, I've known you for two months. You know what I mean? That was probably one of my worst roommates, but not even worse, just the weirdest. The worst was, you know, when COVID happened, I'm sure a lot of, if you have roommates, I'm sure that was a weird time because, you know, I I wasn't like BFFs with my roommates or anything. It was just like people that I knew. And when COVID happened, two of my roommates had girlfriends and me and my other roommate were single. And so the two roommates with significant others would have their significant other come over they would do dinners and they were both friends the couples so they would do these group dinners meanwhile I'm like stuck in my room and so I would have my friend Holly come over every once in a while and Holly lived at home with her mom and dad so she's obviously pretty like COVID cautious because this was like you know pretty early or like mid COVID days like month three or four and I would just get the most long insane text from my roommate being like You're putting everyone at risk and at harm. And I'm like, I'm not doing any more than you guys are doing. Do you want me and Holly to have sex for it to like, would that make it okay if me and her are boning? So then as soon as I got my boyfriend after like two months of being, after two months of being with him, moved out. I was like, it's time for me to upgrade. I've been at this house for like six years already or five years or whatever, six years. Um, So yeah. That was probably my worst, but no one, like, ever murdered anyone. But that's a good show. Oh, yeah, so Arizona, and then I'll wrap it up, and we'll all have a great day or night. What? Why are you laughing? Because you're so cute. Because I'm so cute! Wait, pause really quick. I love a good stretch where you have to make a noise, like, eee! That's a good stretch. Okay, I'll try cola. This is Ari and Abby's favorite. Wow. I'm not a huge fan of Celsius, but I'll give the cola a try. Oh, yeah. I like the... Oh, I don't don't love Celsius. I'm really an uptime gal. I've talked about on the pod before. Uptime, they're only available at, like, random gas stations, but definitely at 7-Elevens for the most part. Uptime, it's just the best. I just tried their new flavor. It's like a... It's like summer... Summer melon or, like, summer... funky boner it's like sun-kissed in palm spring some flavor like that melon melon fresh i don't know what it was called but it was a new flavor that i hadn't seen so i thought i'd give it a try when i was driving to arizona and it was it tasted like an otter pop like a melted otter pop you remember those little otter pop popsicles It tasted like summer of 2005, 2006. It was so good. But yeah, now that I've, now that I've been exposed to uptime, like I used to love Celsius. Oh, sweet summer melon. Sweet summer melon. It was so good. It tasted like, it tasted like I was young again. That's good. Yeah, it was good. I still like the original or the blood orange or citrus or whatever, but that one was a good one. Yeah, but I used to love Celsius, and now I'm like, uptime, you really changed me with the uptimes. I was so reluctant about it, but they're so good. Okay, let's try the cola. Also, I have to pee, and cracking that open just, like, made it even more intense. Okay. It is nice to have an energy drink that tastes like a soda instead of, like, watermelon guava. Like, it's nice to have this as an option. I'm so used to fruit. Yeah, I'm sick of the fucking fake sugary fruit flavoring. um, I I couldn't imagine an energy drink that wasn't a fruit. I know. That's why I, I like this. It's different. You're not alone. But I don't love it. Like, I would never tell, oh, you gotta try the cola Celsius. That's okay. What? It's so... I love it. They're not listening to my podcast. I'm not sponsored by them. The studio is, yeah, but not me. 
I'm glad that the people who are on the studio love it. I'm glad that they're available. There was nothing else. Okay, babe, that's enough. I don't care. I'm not losing my integrity over some money, and maybe I should, so that when I check my bank account, I don't say, who the fuck robbed me? Maybe I should start. I got an offer. I got to tell you guys this. I got an offer, and, you know, maybe Venmo me. Maybe Venmo me for not selling out. But... I got an offer. Maybe join the Patreon. We're doing our monthly Zoom on Sunday the 21st or something. This upcoming Sunday. My my Zoom hangs, man, we're like family in there. But anyway, patreon.com slash Allie I could have sold out so hard. I was going to make over $1,000. I won't give you... It wasn't like a crazy amount, but it was over a thou wow. To sell some, uh, to push on my podcast and my Instagram, to push some cold sore cream, some chapstick for cold sores. And I I would have done it if I had cold sores, but I'm like, I, I, and the thing was, I, I, I was going to do it, but they wouldn't let me make the caption like, like, uh, I was, I wanted to, if I was going to do it, I would have made the caption, like, I don't get cold sores, but I'm sure I will, you know, at some point, or like, I know my fans, you know, I know the demographic of people who follow me most likely have cold sores, but they were kind of strict on what I was allowed to say in the caption. And I wasn't able to have that much fun with it and like kind of make fun of them. Um, oh, I was going to, what was my joke going to be? I don't know. Something like that or like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it was some cold sore medication and I was like, I can't do it. I can't say that I have cold sores or say that I love this product. I've never used it. I don't need to use it. I was like, unless I can just say that it's a good chapstick, even though I don't have cold sores, like I can't do that. So I turned it down, turned it down. Um, but the moment that a cold sore outbreak happens on my face, I am reaching out to them and saying, please take me back, please. I'll use your product. I'll push it. Just help me. I even referred them to my friend. Gabby Lamb posts about having cold sores. And I was like, you guys should hit up Gabby. She'd be a perfect... Like, if I had cold sores, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to make money off my cold sores. Damn right. I just, you know, I don't get them yet. I don't get them yet. Okay, Arizona. That's what I said I was closing on? Yeah. I still haven't seen the Batman. We got to go see that this week because I want to J.O. in the movie theater, Pee Wee Herman style to that sexy little Robert. I was stalking Robert Pattinson and I told my boyfriend he kind of looks like him. He looks like the goofy alternative version of Robert Pattinson. You guys both have a strong jawline. You both have kind of like similar hair. You guys both have kind of bigger noses. Um... You guys both have giant monster dicks. Um, yeah, you kind of you look like a hippie little alternative Echo Park version of Robert Pattinson. Even though he kind of already is that, but he's like super famous and a movie star. And he's a little bit, I think, like a tiny bit like bigger. Yeah, yeah. You just can't hold any weight down, babe. Um. So I got to see the sexy Batman, but Arizona, I went, I left, it was a last minute trip. I wanted to get some appointments taken care of. I wanted to get my nails done. They look great. Shout out to a La Rose nail boutique in Arizona in Scottsdale. La Rose. I think her name's Ty. She did my nails. She killed it. She slayed. I love the color. I love the length. I love, I love the shape. Um, so I got my nails done. I got my eyebrows done. I got a little bit of Botox and it's already kicked in. I got it done. What? Like two days ago. I only get it right between my eyebrows. Like you can see that my forehead is still wrinkly. Oh, it, it's fully kicked in. Yeah. But look at my forehead's still wrinkly. Yeah, you, the full thing's gone. Yeah. But watch when I, you know, when you squint, I get a really bad squinty, the, the line right between my eyebrows. It's like a butt cheek between my eyebrows. So I just did a little bit of the talks right between the brows. And so now I can't, I can't, they can't um, make the line. Um, so I did a little bit of that. It's my little guilty pleasure. I do enjoy doing it. It's fun. 
and it makes me feel good. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I talked about it last time, but my parents, they have the most, they have the most creased eyebrow, unibrow line, the little butt crack unibrow. And it's so bad. And now, like, I think my mom's tried to get Botox there. It's impossible to get rid of that line because it's so indented. So, you know, I'm just doing it. I'm preventing it and whatever you want me to say about that. I also did a little bit of a lip flip. You know, I have a, I have a thick or I have a thin Caucasian upper lip. So they put a little of the tox right on the lip line to just kind of make it a little bit more pouty. It's subtle. You you can't even tell really, but it feels funny. I can feel it in my lip. Like when I rub my lips together, it like kind of it loses a little bit of a, like uh not sensation, but you can't really you don't have full control over it because the Botox like tightens the muscles right above your lip. So I can't like I don't know, it's fun. I'm having a good time with it. When I put on my little chapstick and I rub my lips together and it feels different than normal. I know that my money's, that's probably why I have no money in my bank account. No, because I got my money and then I got my tux. Whatever, enough about that. And then I got my eyebrows waxed by the lovely Danny at Honey Pot Wax Spot. She's my favorite. She does so good. And, uh... When I went in, I was talking to her because I spent $75 in New York to get my eyebrows tweezed. And I was so mad. $75 for tweezing, not waxing. Somehow it seems like if you're tweezing, it shouldn't be as much because with waxing, you know, you have to buy wax product and all of that stuff. Tweezing, I guess you're spending more time individually picking out hairs. $75 for a 10-minute appointment. She tweezed my eyebrows. I have thick eyebrows. They need to be yanked out from under my skin hard with hot wax because she did them and they looked good, but then they there were still some stragglers, you know, above my brow and below on my, like, eyelid area. Um, so that was so annoying to spend that much money on something that was, like, kind of good for a moment. So that was so annoying. So... She did my eyebrows, she waxed them, and uh, and I was and I was on my way home when I was driving back home. I look in the mirror, I take this cute little selfie of me, and I have a full mustache. I, why didn't I wax it when I was in her salon? I had a full mustache, and I wasn't even I was I, I was like kind of admiring it. It was so cute. My little mustache. It was a good mustache. I mean, I was, like, pretty stoked about how well I can grow a mustache. If I was, like, a boy in middle school, I would be thrilled about the mustache I can grow. It's not patchy. It grows all together. It kind of has, like, a European feel to it because it's, like, right above the lash, uh, the lip line. You know, it's not super thick. It's just kind of a nice little, it's a nice little, like, ha 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 type of mustache. But it goes all the way up from, you know, it does the classic, like, nose down the lip. Um, it was cute. It was cute. Um, I do feel like I have male, I get like whiskers on my face. I get like, I get long hairs that come out of my cheeks and like my chin and my jawline area. I think I was supposed to be a man at birth and they kind of fucked it up. Like they didn't get me all the way there. Cause I feel like I have like male, maybe I have a lot of testosterone. You don't think so? No. I grow a full mustache you don't and act part of a testy. beard. You don't act high T. What does acting high T mean? I have anger issues. I snap quickly. You're I'm not extremely that, you're not strong. That, like, confrontational. But that's not what having testosterone yeah, honestly, means. Yeah, I don't even know. Testosterone is like just male things, like growing facial hair. No, but high T is also like alpha. I always no. Thought. Mm -mm. I'm looking it up. Yeah, look it up, biatch. I'm having fun saying biatch today. Um, what else did I do in Arizona? Um, not much. I hung out with my sister, laid out by the pool, had some good food. Um, I did a few guest spots because I'm running. I'm doing a showcase. What? Aggressive or risk-taking behavior. Look up um, what does it mean when a woman has high testosterone. This is one of the symptoms. Oh, aggressive really? Or, it's acne, aggressive or risk-taking behavior. I see I have acne. 
aggressive or risk-taking behavior. I have aggressive behavior. Excessive body hair. Yeah, I have excessive body Harder hair. liver problems. I don't know about pressure, my liver. High sex Wait, drive. Wait, what, go back below high sex drive because that one's wrong. I've been kind of horny. For like a week. For a week, whatever. High blood pressure. High, no, I have low blood appetite. pressure. I have increased appetite. Maybe I need to take estrogen. Maybe I should get on birth control or something. Maybe you could shoot it in me. Get shoot me a load. Throw some rope in. Oh, I'm so scared. I don't even. Isn't that crazy? Twenty six. I've been fucking since I was sixteen. That's ten years. Ten years of boning. I got a lot of bodies on that list. My body count through the roof. Um. Never once has anyone splooged in the old cooch, even with a condom on. You've never done it inside of me. I will be. You will be. Yeah, you could be the first. Yeah, I think you need estrogen now that I'm thinking about it. I do. I need estrogen. Can you look? I don't like birth control. And even if I was, I've been on birth control before, still never let anyone splooge inside of me. It's a new day. I don't care. That's scary. I don't want, I don't want, it's not supposed to be in there. It is. Yeah, I guess it is supposed to be in there. Something will go wrong. I'll end up getting pregnant. I'm not going to want to get an abortion. Then I'm going to have a baby too young. What were you saying? 10 minutes? Okay. Wrap it up, biatch. Anyway, I had a fun time in Arizona. I freaking love Arizona. I look hot in Arizona. When I'm in Arizona, I'm looking good. I would move to Arizona, but I can't yet. But anyway, I had a good time. This was a fun episode, wasn't it, guys? We had fun. Go go, give it a thumbs up. If that's how you rate and review it, wherever you're listening, give it a little comment. Say hey. Say what's up. Hope you're doing well. Um, leave a review. A nice one. If you don't want to be nice, then just don't leave a review. And um, stay chill. Stay cool. Stay blessed. And I'll talk to you next week. <gasps> Next week, there's a surprise. So, tune in. Biatch. Bye. Oh,